when you can't control an outcome and all you can do is just sit back, (laughs) surrender, ride the wave. Oh my gosh. It's hard yet somehow it's very freeing because you can just loosen the reins and it's like, okay, I can't control this. It's going to be what it's going to be. Welcome to the sensitive and soulful show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm excited to be here recording another episode with you. And gosh, I've been finding so much inspiration in my daily life experiences lately. So every episode I record, I mean, every episode I record always is coming from whatever's happening in my current life. But being a new mom, it's like bringing up so many new things for me and new stressors and anxieties and all the things. And so it's really, it's really been good for me because it's inspiring a lot of, a lot of new growth and expansion. And whenever I'm in a place of growth and expansion, I feel like I have a lot to share. I feel like I am gaining so much more wisdom in the past like three months than I have in the past couple of years. So Today on the the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to manage anxiety as a highly sensitive person. So anxiety is often goes hand in hand with being highly sensitive. Now, not every highly sensitive person has like generalized anxiety disorder, but a lot of HSPs do. A lot of HSPs struggle with anxiety and You know, one of the main reasons this is, is because we have nervous systems that are very sensitive and more reactive. And so what that means is when there are things happening in our lives that are stressful, that are overwhelming, our nervous system is getting ramped up and activated more easily than the less sensitive people around us. So this can heighten feelings of anxiety. So for instance, like If you're feeling rushed, like you have 10 minutes to leave the house and you don't have your things together, as an HSP, that can be super overwhelming. Overwhelming That can make you feel very anxious and on edge. Whereas maybe a non-HSP might be like, all right, yeah, this is like kind of stressful, but like it's fine. But for the HSP, you know, maybe your heart is pounding and you're like sweating, you're like frazzled and can't think straight. (laughs) So that's, at least that's my personal experience and it, it It's usually the case for uh, a lot of the HSPs I talk to as well. So with that, anxiety is is definitely a common common struggle for HSPs. And and if you struggle with it, like you're in good company. I feel you. And for me personally, my struggles with anxiety are 
are what really led me to learning that I was a highly sensitive person because I was like so anxious all the time that I was making myself sick and it was just a whole thing. Um, if you want to learn more, hear my, my journey, go to, I believe it's my first episode, episode one, um, how I turned my sensitivity into a strength. That's really my story of how I learned I was an HSP and and all of the all of the things. But today let's talk about dealing with anxiety as an HSP. I have been experiencing more anxiety than usual lately as I'm in this season of new motherhood. What has been coming up for me is like what we often feel anxious when we can't control things right? Think about that in your own life. Maybe there's a situation that you really want to go a particular way, but honestly, you don't have control over it, but you really want to control it. Like you want to do everything in your power to make it go the way that you want it to go. Because if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, then something bad is going to happen. And then you're going to be stressed and you're going to be anxious. And then it's this whole vicious cycle. So you sit and ruminate and you're like, you know, thinking about it like, oh my God, I need it to go this way. I need to, you know, control XYZ variable. Otherwise I'm going to freak out. So underneath the anxiety is often fear and a desire to control and to make things go a certain way because we are afraid that if it doesn't, then we're going to feel very uncomfortable, unhappy, etc. So for me, anxiety has been coming up recently in regards to my daughter's sleep, my three-month-old sleep. So at the time of recording this, I am now 14 weeks postpartum and a few weeks ago, my daughter started just having really terrible sleep at night, like out of nowhere. Like, of course we know babies kind of sleep, like it's it's crazy. (laughs) Like, you know, as a new parent, like sleep deprivation is usually part of the deal. But it got really bad when she was about 10, 11 weeks old to the point where she would sleep like maybe two or three hours at the beginning of the night. And then after like 11 or 12 she would be up every hour, like not kidding, like up at midnight, up at one, up at two, up at three. And I was so tired. And this went on consistently for about three and a half weeks. Like there was maybe three nights where it didn't happen, but every other night this happened. And of course, I started getting really anxious and really stressed. I started looking at all of the things that I could potentially control. I was, I started to obsess over how long her naps were during the day. Was she sleeping too long? Did I need to wake her up from her naps? Was she not sleeping enough? Was she not eating enough? Was she eating too much? Like I literally was just like going over every possible potential thing that could be impacting her sleep at night to the point where I had bought, I bought programs in the middle of the night at two in the morning out of desperation. I was crying almost every day. I was super stressed and super anxious about it. And this was hard. Like that, honestly, that experience is one of the hardest experiences I've had in my life. And I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety, literally every day. Like as soon as it would get to be about 5.30 p.m., I started to feel kind of sick to my stomach and my chest started to hurt because I was like, oh my gosh, nighttime is coming. I don't know what the night is going to hold, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be horrible. Like how am I going to get through it? And so here are some ways that I dealt with my anxiety that hopefully can be tangible things for you to deal with your anxiety as well in your life. So the first thing that I had to be mindful of was the foods and beverages that I was consuming. 
um, as highly sensitive people, like we are sensitive to everything, like each to varying degrees, but it's important for us to be thinking about the things that we put into our bodies. And so at this time, like I really wasn't sleeping much, obviously. (laughs) And so I didn't have, and I didn't have control over how much rest I was getting because I have to wake up and and be there for my baby. So I was mindful about what I was putting into my body. So that meant that I wasn't drinking coffee after 11am because I knew that if I had coffee later in the day, it just made me more anxious and more jittery. Like coffee when I woke up in the morning for me personally was essential because I was sleeping like five hours at night, like broken up five hours of sleep. So I needed that morning coffee, but I was mindful of my consumption for the rest of the day because caffeine is known to exacerbate anxiety. So I was mindful of that. I also was really good about drinking electrolyte water. So I think I've talked about this brand before. I'm not associated with it or anything, but it's Element, L-M-N-T. And it has electrolytes, magnesium, like all sorts of uh, great supplements in it. And I would drink that once a day. So I was giving myself the nutrition, like replenishing myself in a way that was really helpful because you know, there's, when your body is in fight or flight mode, when you're feeling really anxious, like we feel depleted. So having these ways that we are nourishing ourselves and and refilling our cup is really important. Um, I was also taking omega-3 supplements, which are known to be helpful with anxiety as well. So those are just some of the things I was doing. In addition to that, I was using essential oils. I really like trying to think how you say it, Osea, O-S-E-A, the brand, um, they have a vagus nerve oil. And I was spraying that on my pillow and rubbing it on my neck. And just that scent was really calming for me. Also, EFT tapping, huge fan of emotional freedom technique tapping. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but that's a great way to help you release emotional stress from the body. So I didn't always have time to like go through a whole sequence, which you can go on YouTube and type EFT tapping and you'll find tons of videos, but I would just tap on the different acupressure points on my body to help me release some stress and anxiety. And that definitely helped. But what I will say was one of the most, most helpful things for me in dealing with my anxiety was really learning what I had control over and what I did not have control over. Because the illusion that we can control things and and get to an outcome that we want is often just that, an illusion. And we exacerbate our anxiety and we make it worse and worse and worse on ourselves when we think that we can control and we keep ruminating and we keep obsessing and it's just, it just makes it worse. So I had to recognize that I was making my anxiety so much worse by thinking that I can, could, could control a situation that was ultimately uncontrollable. I learned that I really could not do anything at this point to fix my daughter's sleep. I did tons of research. I learned that she was in what they call a sleep regression, which is really just, it's really a progression because her body is developing, her brain is developing, she's becoming more alert to the world around her. And because of all these changes, it just made her more wakeful at night because she was just like so much more aware of the world. And so upon learning that, I realized like, girl, you cannot control this. You just have to ride it out. You just have to wait it out. And so I had to surrender. And surrendering is like the hardest thing to do. When when you can't control an outcome and all you can do is just sit back, <laughs> surrender, ride the wave, 
oh my gosh, it's hard, yet somehow it's very freeing because you can just loosen the reins and it's like, okay, I can't control this. It's going to be what it's going to be. And for that, like as hard as it was, it was also a breath of fresh air because it took the pressure off of me. It allowed me to just lean back and be like, okay, how can I just surrender more? And so think about this when it comes to a situation in your present life. What are you trying to control? What are you obsessing over? What is making you anxious? And how can you surrender more to this situation? Maybe you are job hunting. Maybe you are hoping to meet your perfect person, you know, in a romantic relationship. Whatever you are currently wanting in your life, whatever you're currently feeling anxious around or obsessing around, how can you surrender more? (sighs) Like take a deep breath. I just find that when we obsess and we try to control and when we hold on so tightly, it really makes things that much harder for ourselves. And it's amazing how when we finally do relax into surrender, often things just kind of work themselves out, right? So the day... The day that my, my daughter's sleep finally got better, I was I was at a breaking point, to be quite honest. I was I had called my pediatrician, I had called a lactation consultant, I had reached out to a night nurse, I had reached out to a postpartum therapist. Like I was like, oh my gosh, okay. This this is just too much. Like I felt like I was doing all the things and I was exhausted. And I was literally like, All right, my surrender. It is what it is. Like there's nothing I can do about this. I've reached out to everyone. I've tried all of the things. I, I, I'm done. And it, <laughs> lo and behold, she slept for like six hours straight that night. And I could have cried <laughs> tears of happiness. And I, you know, I almost did. So it just goes to show a lot of times with our anxiety, we think that we have more control than we do. We We spend so much time ruminating and obsessing and really sometimes... It just needs time to work itself out. Or sometimes it just needs us to sit back and trust that things will work out. We we take away joy from the present moment when we are thinking that we have more control than we do, right? Like when we're just obsessing and ruminating, we're not actually getting anywhere with it. There's this quote that I love. I It was on the podcast, 10% Happier with Dan Harris. He says, As I replay this scenario in my head for the 19th time, I have to ask myself, like, is this actually useful? Because a lot of times we're just like turning this over and over in our head, like so many times thinking through all of the potential scenarios, trying to be prepared. But at what what point is that unproductive, right? Like at what point is that just actually not serving us and it's just perpetuating more anxiety? So if you find yourself in that loop where you're just overthinking and like ruminating so much, Take a step back, ask yourself how you can surrender more. How can you trust? If this is hard for you, as it is for many, I would actually encourage you to go back a few episodes and listen to my meditation about riding the waves of life. I think it's called um, a meditation for like navigating big emotions, something like that. A few episodes back, I've gotten such good feedback. That's a beautiful meditation to listen to when you need to just surrender and let yourself ride the waves of life, ride the ebbs and flows. Because I know, I know it can be so hard. I know anxiety can be so triggering and it can be so, so challenging sometimes. I promise you're not alone. 
these are just some of the things that have helped me through some of the most highly anxious times in my life. So I'm sending lots of love and I can't wait to hear how this episode supported you. Till next time. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.